0: Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. Good morning. Happy Monday. I hope that you're doing well. Today is November 20th, 2023. And look, guys, we did not have a normal weekend, so we are not going to have a normal show. Today, first, some very short updates on the state of markets because I can't let you not know what's going on there, and then a catch-up on all things open AI. This will include a quick timeline to catch you up on the latest, the current state of play, winners and losers, and then finally, the political divide in tech that is showing up brightly in the realm of artificial intelligence. Let's go. We start, as we always do, with a look at the world of money, and that means the stock market. Shares are mixed today in Asia, with Japanese equities as the outlier to the negative. Shares are mostly lower in Europe and are all but flat in pre-market trading here in the U.S. Now, one company in particular we have our eye on. That's Microsoft. Lost some value on Friday, but is up today in pre-market trading, which matters, as you'll see later in the show. Earnings this week, it is pretty light. On Monday, we will hear from Zoom. Tuesday brings us Nvidia, Baidu, HP, and IQIYI. And then Thursday brings us NEO. And that's it. Turning to crypto, not that much to report, thankfully. We are seeing muted price movement in the last seven days. And trading volume has peaked and is once again falling. In short, the recent inflation of crypto spot trading volumes that did not reach highs seen prior in this year is now behind us. Of course, we had tracked a rise in trading volumes and even NFT activity. Of course, that was never going to go up forever. We are now on the other side of that particular short-term curve. All right, OpenAI. What you are here for. Let's kick off with a timeline that starts back in early November. On November 6th, OpenAI hosted its Developer Day. That was the time that it showed off that ChatGPT has 100 million weekly active users, that around 2 million developers were using its APIs. The company also announced GPT-4 Turbo and the ability for users to build their own GPTs. At that point, OpenAI was king of the world. Its backers were massive financial winners, and new AI technology was progressing at a rapid clip. Then, time passed, and suddenly we found ourselves on Friday, November 17th, when OpenAI announced that Sam Altman would depart as CEO and board member. The reasoning at the time was, quote, that he was not consistently candid in his communications with the board, hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities. At the same time, OpenAI announced that Greg Brockman, previously chairman of its board, was demoted and moved under whomever the new CEO would be. Later on Friday, OpenAI held an all-hands, which seems to have failed to quell employee discontent over the massive, surprising, and stark shakeup of the company's leadership. Brockman quit the same day. Then we got to the weekend. Over the weekend, everything went pretty nuts. Investors in OpenAI were infuriated that an investment they had expected to generate once-in-a-generation returns was potentially cutting its own head off. News also broke that Altman was considering a new AI venture, which of course would be able to raise infinite money in zero time. And then there were other bits of news bouncing around, including the fact that Altman was apparently involved in a new venture fund and was also possibly involved in a chip-related project. From Saturday to Sunday, things got super wild. Altman returned to OpenAI's offices with a visitor badge. The board of the company was said to possibly agree to reinstate Altman. Then there were missed deadlines and I will say a lot of general confusion. However, when the dust settled over late Sunday night and early Monday morning, the state of play appears to be as follows. As the search for a new permanent CEO continues, Obet AI has appointed Emmett Shear, the co-founder of video streaming site Twitch, as interim CEO, and he will replace former interim CEO Mira Marati. The board was won over, TechCrunch reported, by Shear's concerns over the existential threats that AI represents. And Altman is heading to Microsoft with Brockman and what appears to be a host of other Open AI talent to build AI projects inside of the software giant. So the state of play is that Open AI still exists and it still does all that it did before in terms of what it has released. But what is not clear is how much the company can do now without a big chunk of key talent, new competition from its largest backer, and a very, very different reputation than it had just a few days ago. So who is winning and who is losing? I know that's a little bit simplistic, but roll with me here. In the winner's column, I would put Ilya Sutskiver, who has been the face of the choice to oust Altman. Against massive pressure, he fired the person he wanted to and found what appears to be a more like-minded interim CEO to run things. When you get your way, you win. Although, put an asterisk there, we'll come right back to it. In the losers column, open AI equity holders, the company is depopulated and now faces new and scary competition from folks who know its roadmap and details inside and out. The company is now certainly not worth what it was before and, despite still being hugely valuable, is no longer the juggernaut that it was. In the winners column, Microsoft. Hilariously, Microsoft, which got caught flat-footed by the open AI round of Game of Thrones, now has OpenAI by the financial throat and picked up lots of its key talent that had been cast off. So something, something, if you come at the king, you had best not miss. The king in this case is Satya Nadella, Microsoft's CEO. And then, as I was wrapping up my notes, Ilya did a tweet, and I'm going to just quote this and let you make of it what you will. Quote, I deeply regret my participation in the board's actions. I never intended to harm OpenAI. I love everything we've built together, and I will do everything I can to reunite the company. I don't know what to make of that. Talk about a 180. I'm almost curious if Ilya got hacked and someone just did that in his name to try to stir the pot again because things seem to have settled down a little bit and now appear to be once again a mess. Well, we'll see if Humpty Dumpty can put this egg back together. And then what does politics have to do with it? AI, unlike nearly any other technology out there, excites passions and fears in everyone who talks about it. Now, the current pace of progress in designing new and more powerful AI systems has a lot of folks worried about building something that winds up being a net negative for humanity. On the shriller end of this fear, some folks think that building towards artificial general intelligence or AGI is risky and must be executed slowly or not at all for fear that we'll create something that harms us. These folks are often called pejoratively d which is shorthand for decelerationists, folks that want to slow technological progress down. In the case of AI, over fears of what we might build and how it might upend or risk civilization. On the other end of the spectrum are the accelerationists, or if you want, techno-optimists. Folks who think that concerns about AI risk are overblown at best and insidious Marxist thinking, according to Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, a man who famously banned politics at his company, at worst. Continuing, you likely read the Mark Andreessen techno-optimist piece from the other month, which included a riff that really stands out in the present moment, and I quote, "...we believe any deceleration of AI will cost lives." Deaths that were preventable by the AI that was prevented from existing is a form of murder. That's a pretty good summary of accelerationist thinking. Recall as well that the same missive railed against what it called a, quote, mass demoralization campaign under monikers like, quote, existential risk, trust and safety, tech ethics, risk management, and degrowth. Now, you don't have to buy into the political sloganeering to care about what is going on here. Some very smart folks think that AI should progress more slowly, some more quickly. Some tech folks are worried about going too fast, some are worried about going too slowly. In the case of OpenAI, it appears that Sam wanted to go faster and Ilya wanted to go slower. It's not a small point and can lead to fractious disagreement. But what I think is going to happen is that capitalism is going to win, and that no effort to slow AI tech is really going to work because there's enough demand for it to keep it coming. Recall, however, that very recently calling for a pause or slowing of AI research was a pretty common refrain even amongst the tech elite. Folks including Elon Musk, Victoria Krakanova, and the co-founders of companies like Skype and Pinterest, Apple, and Stability AI all signed an open letter calling for a pause of AI system training for things more powerful than GPT-4. Today, in retrospect, that all seems somewhat quaint, right? How quickly the zeitgeist shifts. Now, there's a lot more to come today, I'm sure, and the rest of this week, so please keep your boots on and read a lot of TechCrunch as we sort through what comes next, and Equity will have more for your ears as the week comes along. As I always remind you, we are Equity Pod on both X and Threads, And if you want to stay tuned, we are out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at a minimum. We might be around a little bit more this week. Last thing for everyone not in the US, there is a major American holiday on Thursday. So expect things to slow down from the States towards the end of the week. All right, that's all the time we have. Hugs, everybody, and I'm going to go get to work. I'll see you then. Bye.